Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild top in the trunk. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Podcastianos presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. Before or after the game at Comerica, stop by Moots for a full pie or a slice of authentic New York-style pizza. My name is Jordan Hall. I'm live here at Moots Pizzeria, beautiful downtown Detroit. It is maybe not quite as nice of a night as the last time that we were down here, uh, but I am thrilled to be joined by the one and only Roger Castillo. Roger, thanks so much for meeting me down here and jumping behind the mic. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, appreciate the invitation. So you guys, I'm sure if you know who I am, you also know who Roger is. Uh, you know his work from Tigers Minor League Report, on the mic over at the Tigers SRD podcast with friend of the show Chris Brown uh, and at Prospect Live and Motor City Bengals. Basically, anywhere Tigers content is found, you are also there. How, yeah. how do you find time for all of that? Well, honestly, Jordan, there's sometimes where I, days like the other day where I, I went to bed like at 8.30 and got up at, you know, the next day for work at 8 o'clock, so... It catches up, but like I said, you know, just uh, pacing myself, and when you love what you do, you don't really think about it. So you also have a real job. Yeah, I have a real job on top of it. Dang. Yeah, I, I, I'm a digital marketing manager for a credit union, so. Gotcha. Yeah, I have a barely real job, and I do a, a one podcast, and I can hardly <laughs> keep things straight. Um, so I realized that uh, when we were DMing that I told you to meet us in or meet us in the, in the alleyway at 420, I didn't realize I was probably sending you some very different vibes than than what <laughs> I was meaning to. I'm sorry for the disappointment of, of it just being pizza and not a, a certain other activity. <laughs> well, you know, not everybody partakes in that, but uh, I'm familiar with the area enough to know that the alley's got some um, really good art, and they had a they used to have a brewery or they had a beer place in there for a little while, but I'm not sure what's going on in there anymore these days. Yeah, it's we're talking about the Z-Lot coming in. Like, there's every floor has a different mural. It it still blows my mind that. Like, you know, I'm from a place that doesn't have much art or much culture. Literally, the parking garages in Detroit have <laughs> art and culture. So that, that's kind of cool. So uh, as as you, I'm sure, are well aware, this is not your first experience with Moots Pizza. I uh, accidentally, inadvertently sent you here last week on Friday, of which I apologize for profusely. Um, no I'm glad worries, that man. we were actually able to connect. Yeah, this likewise, weekend. man. And I got a good slice. Of, I got two slices of pizza. I got the Brooklyn style, and it was fantastic. So, 
That's, that's one of the nice things about Moots, and not to just continually plug our sponsor here, but the whole being able to get a slice. Um, you know, I'm not from a place where you can get sliced pizza. I'm not from New York. It's nice that there is a place that you can just, hey, I'll take two slices and I'm, I'm hitting the road. Yeah, and that's something that I'm not used to, too, as well. We're living in – Dearborn doesn't really have a lot of that kind of uh, atmosphere, but it's, it's starting to get there a little bit. <laughs> uh, so before we get to uh, all this stuff, the big news today, Nomar Mazara has hit the bricks. I know that we have a lot of people in our mentions who are very excited about that. <laughs> uh, also, Willie Castro down and Eric's favorite. I actually wish Eric was here for this because Derek Hill came back up, and that is somebody that he has roasted many, many, many times. What was your reaction to the news? Well – you know, I, I expected it at some point. Um, I wasn't surprised. I just wanted to see Derek Hill get a fair share. I mean, oh, he's a guy who puts his all in everything, and he, he's going to get injury prone. That's the way he plays the game. But the way he plays, it's, it's exciting. And you want to see what the Tigers have right now with, you know, you have Riley Green coming up here shortly probably as well. And it's Daz Cameron. And I, don't, I think Nomar was signed just to make Miguel Cabrera happy to have another veteran in there. But it's not even – I haven't seen any kind of, like, big home runs. It just seemed like the power never came through, and it's unfortunate, but it was the same kind of stuff we saw in Chicago uh, with the White Sox. So it's unfortunate, but, I mean, same time, I think what I like is A.J. Hinch is not afraid to pull punches and go, you know what, I'm not going to make changes. And then we've seen a roster turnover, pretty healthy roster turnover so far. Which is, yeah, crazy. Like, a garden hire not, – and I'm not pinning all of this on garden. Right. But, but, like you say, A.J. has been so much more – willing to i mean mazaro's hardly a fairly big character in that locker room um yeah you're a bit of a prospect evaluate like what happened with him like he was decent with texas i think what it is is that like he, he's always trying to pull the ball just didn't seem to work and you can notice on his swing sometimes it just seems like he was always seemed like off balance and that power that we saw in texas it's just pounding right into the ground and even defensively there were a couple lapses, but he's always been known as a bad defender. Yeah. But in a lineup that's not able to protect him like it was in Texas. I mean, he had some guys there, but here – but then you saw him really exposed to Chicago. Chicago had a really good lineup last year, and he didn't do nothing. But then, you know, you can blame that he was sick, understandable, but still nothing. All right. We're going to take a quick pause. We have our pizzas coming. Uh, so once we get these, we will uh, review them and let, let you know how the pizzas are. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Janos. Okay, so we both had our pizzas now. Uh, you got the beast of burden. What did you think? It was fantastic. It was fantastic. The meatballs were good. The there was a lot of cheese on it. Um, I made sure I take my lactose pills. Um, <laughs> but the little little pepperonis, little grease on top, always can always clutch. Yeah, I love the when they make the little cups. Yeah, that's that's where it's at. So I got the the beasting. It has Nashville hot honey on it, which I don't know that I've ever had a pizza with that on it. Yeah. It was. It was fantastic, um, and it was good because they're personal-sized pizzas, and I know Wit doesn't like pizza or basically any meat that's sweet, so it was nice that I was able to get the one of, of my own. We also had the the um, garlic knots, which were fantastic. outstanding. Yeah. Those, were, those were really good. Um, very very garlicky, which, which is definitely where it was at. Um, I do want to get back to Willie Castro before we move on. Willie has been sent down. Um, like I said, Derek Hill is coming up. Willie was one of the guys that we, we assumed was going to be a big uh, contributor coming into the season, and he just hasn't – I mean, he's played a lot, but he hasn't really contributed much. Um, it was time. We'll, we'll see what, what he does down on the farm. I, he's too good of a player to not figure it out at some point. 
Yeah, I think it's just a matter of the, making those adjustments. I mean, he'll get more time to make adjustments, and, and maybe he'll be able to experiment a little bit more on his swing. And um, but I mean, we have 72 strikes. You know, striking out 70, 72 times. It just seemed like it was pressing quite a bit. Uh, but even like you said, the, the hard hit contact too. I mean, just didn't seem like it was happening. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get more from the two of us, you can find us on on Twitter at I'm at hosted by Jay Hall and and Raj is at at Rajcast Baseball, which I, I love. It almost I know it's partially part of your last name, but it also sounds like it's the Rajcast or whatever. <laughs> uh, Eric is at Eric uh, Eric Wayne's brain, and the show is at Podcastianos. And as always, the show is brought to you by Moots Pizzeria in and Bar. It is the Motor City's only authentic New York pizzeria and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. Uh, amongst the best of the best they have to offer our favorites, like the garlic knots that we just enjoyed, uh, the Uptown and the Bronx pizza, g- the Gamelli pasta, pasta, and the chocolate lava cake, which we might just have to have uh, here here in a, in a while. Um, and they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies or grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or place an order. And don't forget that Moots offers two-hour validation on parking in the Z-Lot. Tell them that Jordan and Eric and Roger sent you. Before we move on to the serious stuff, uh, I do want to discuss that we saw a a, a young lady walk by in a sash and a tiara. It appears that this, it was her birthday. Um, How did you feel about about this get-up? Have you ever worn a sash? Uh, No, I I can't. You know what? No, actually, when I was a Pink Panther in radio... Uh, when I worked in Grand Rapids, I had a sash on, but I was dressed up in a, as a Pink Panther for a radio station. But um, other than that, that I'd love to see. Yeah, that was was interesting to see. But other than that, no, I can't say I have. I, I respect the fact that she didn't go one or the other. Like, if you're going to go sash, you might as well go tiara and vice versa. Yeah, but at least she didn't have one of those um, inappropriate uh, necklaces you see at bachelorette parties. Um, I, I know Whitney, Whitney's laughing because I know she knows what I'm referring to. Um, those are... <laughs> uh, That'd be a weird move on a birthday. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Getting just, real lit this year, yeah. I just, I, you know, I, I understand that people want to feel important on their birthday. I just thought it was a little, a little, you know, a little much, you know. But I, I don't know. Like, it's live, live your best, live your best life, you know. So anyway, uh, yeah. happy birthday to that lady. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Roger, um, Eric, and I are far from prep and college baseball experts. We say it all the time. And I'm ecstatic to actually be talking to someone who does know something about prep and college baseball. Um, I can confirm that the MLB draft has happened. The internet went nuts over Jackson Job. Um, were you able to control your rage when that pick happened? Um, I was because I expected the Tigers, you know, I thought it was going to be when, when they saw that um, Meyer dropped the three. I thought, well, maybe it seemed like a for sure thing. Uh, Lynn Henning talked about it. You know, when Lynn Henning says something, usually it happens kind of thing. But he also kind of mentioned, too, that Jackson Job was going to be something they were heavily considering. But I thought that, well, when, I, when it happened, I, I admittedly, I was disappointed at first. But then I thought about it, and then I came to terms, like, you know, after 24 hours later, that if the Tigers, the way they've been developing pitching lately, and they continue on this trend, and the other picks make sense, like Ty Madden, which we'll talk about a little bit shortly, then I'm okay with it because... What I didn't understand was is why Tigers fans were going after the kid when they, they never heard of him. they never seen him. And so to the casual fan, there's a lot of these guys, I mean, on the Tiger Miami Report all the time, call up Riley Green, call up Spencer Turkelson, call him up the AAA. If you watched minor league baseball, 
And it's not like I don't want to sound like I'm being a gatekeeper, but there's some nuances to it. And Jackson Job is a kid that they believe has a good. I mean, all these pitchers they picked have something in common, and that's high spin rates. And so there's something scientific to the Tigers, which you know, you and I, Jordan, have can say. Have we ever involved the word science in the Tigers ever? <laughs> that's what we've been screaming about for years. Yeah, yeah it is real. That's a bit of super irony right there. That <laughs> he's give, giving them so much guff for doing exactly what we've been yelling for for a very yeah. long time. So what are we getting with, with Job? Are, were you familiar with him kind of coming into the draft process? A little bit. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of the video. Um, I had him picked on my mock draft for MCB because based off the um, hype, he's only been pitching for a year. Um, he was a shortstop beforehand. We had Alexis... Um, Perhaps from Baseball American on the podcast yesterday, I talk about him a little bit. And his father is a pro golfer, so he's got a little bit of makeup already. But he was blowing guys away at perfect game showcases and and just showed a lot of poise. I mean, his fastball was pretty good. Again, I mentioned the slider, uh, a decent tr- a changeup. When I mean, you have a changeup already in high school, a little bit, and you know better than anybody else, Jordan. That's that says something. And so to have that kind of polish already at his age, it's just gonna. Be, it, hopefully, it just. Up the um, upsides there. Yeah, myself not included because I neither throw through hard nor was able to get guys out consistently. But a guy like Job, like he probably could get away with just fastball breaking ball in high school, and he took the time to also go get himself a changeup. Like I think that says a lot about his makeup. I, you know, I, I saw somebody's tweet that said something about the draft night is when people get mad uh, about the Tigers or whoever not taking somebody they haven't seen play and instead taking somebody else they haven't seen play, which is <laughs> it's true. It's exactly what, what happened. Um, but I, you know, would have been nice to have a, a high upside shortstop in the system. Yeah, it probably would have been, but you know, maybe, maybe we're just going to sign Carlos Correa and we'll have to worry about it. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> I, and mean, I hope that's the case. And, and I understand that people were reciting and myself including Chris that, High school pitchers that are drafted do not work out well, unfortunately. But it's I look at it as technology is changing now. You see all these pitchers now that start with these, like, they have all these bells and whistles on them. They have sensors. Or, mm-hmm. They're getting more involved in it. And so I think based off what the Tigers are able to do, I mean, you had Bo Brisky threw a shutout last night, and then four white cap pitchers threw a no-hitter, or combined for a no-hitter last night. There's something, the Tigers are actually developing some sort of pitching process which, you know, to me is startling a little bit, but <laughs> West Michigan has nothing but, you know, 10th round to 20 round guys from a couple years ago. So it's not like any household names are down there. All their offense with the Deary. And they're doing this with good pitching. So I think there's there, – I have a little faith in the Tigers' development system in terms of a pitching standpoint. And, uh, again, when, it, When's know, the last time you could say that? Just, just out of curiosity. Never. 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 Yeah. Never. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of similarities to Matt Manning. They they were big athletic lumps of clay, both of them. Um, obviously, Manning's had some up and downs, but he's he is probably up sooner than he should have been anyway. Right. Like he, you know, we're, he's going through the same thing that Mize and, and Scubel went through last year. Like he he's gonna be fine. Right. Um, like you say, there's there's something there's something going on in the system, and I like it. And then obviously, once he gets to Detroit, he's got the pitcher whisperer, my my personal hero, Chris Fetter, to Fetter to rein him in. But yeah, um, so one of the one of the things a lot of people have talked about, and um, I'm curious, see, without having a whole lot of knowledge on, on the subject, I'm always curious to see if if people know what they're talking about, or is this just speculation? The suggestion was that they were slightly under slot so that they could sign guys like Ty Madden and Isaac Pacheco um, in later rounds for maybe more money than they should have should have gotten. Do you think that that is accurate? I think it's speculation, really. Um, and Alexa spoke about that yesterday a little bit. Um, 
I think he's going to get the full value. Um, but I know there's a couple, you know, inside sources. And we had Kyle McDaniel, you know, we had Kyle McDaniel from ESPN as well said something like that. It's kind of speculation. So. Gotcha. So, I mean, let's move to Ty Madden, obviously a guy that people are maybe a little bit more familiar with, with his college success. Another right-hander, another guy that looks like he's going to maybe move pretty quickly through the system. How did you feel about that pick? Well, you know, it's funny. is that He's the first first-round draft pick picked by the University of Texas since Corey Knubel by the Tigers. Wow. In 2013. That's, that's shocking. Yeah. For, a, for a program like Texas? Yeah, for a program like Texas. But they've been they, – I mean, they used to have a lot of pitchers, but maybe more on the outfield or infield kind of side of things. But I like to pick a tie bet. I like it. They were able to get him. I know there's questions about throwing his fastball up in the zone. But I think, again, with, with the way you have the pitching Westberger in the system, I think Ty Madden's makeup. I mean, he's got a typical pitcher's build. And, you know, I think for being at pick 32, you have a guy who can jump up right away. And they don't – I mean, you can win on Jackson Joe, but Ty Madden could come through the system quicker. Yeah, definitely. And – I feel like there's there's a lot of people that think you know he's going to stay as a starter. You never you never can tell with kids. But even if he ends up in the bullpen, good teams take decent fringe starting pitching prospects and make really good relievers out of them. We've done it to minimal success in the past. He's somebody that even if he doesn't work out as a back end of the rotation guy, he's going to contribute. I I personally think at some capacity at some point. I agree as well. I mean, I think that even if you look at the progression of Kyle Funkhauser now. Becoming a very yeah, effective perfect leader. example. And Funkhauser was, you know, if you recall, he was always biting, biting. Now he's coming inside with his fastball. He's throwing a sinker more. He's got more addition to his slider. So yeah, I mean, I think Ty Mine's going to contribute quicker than Job because of his pedigree. Yeah, and and that's completely fine. Like, he's what four more years advanced on in in terms of physical maturity from from Jackson Job. He's always going to um, look the part a little bit sooner. Uh, moving to the second round, Tigers took Isaac Pacheco. Um, I feel like we should probably just call him Isaac, uh, just stick, sticking with our, our boy Paredes. Um, but I really like this pick. They, they, a lot of people are saying he's the, the left-handed Brady House, which at 39 will certainly take that. Um, it seems like there is potential that he's going to have to move off of short. How much does that worry you? Uh, not really, because I think that the Tigers might address that sooner or later, whether free agency or somebody like maybe, um, you know, maybe the Trey Cruz or Andre Lipsius or whomever in a system right now that could be put in it. I mean, when you have a when Fangrass compares him to, Noel, to uh, Nolan Gorman, that's that's a good that's a good that's thing. a heck that's of a, really a comparison. Um, if you have to go to third, hey, I'm okay with that. I mean, he for being in high school, he's a huge kid. I mean, he just. Um, swing kind of up, up like kind of a lofty swing a little bit. He swings for power, um, but he's just—he was going to go pretty quickly, and the stock was rising. I—I I didn't know any much about it until after I looked into it a little bit. And again, the name too. Does he sound like a boxer to you, Jordan? What? But does he sound like a boxer to you? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like Isaac, you know, like yeah, it seems sounds, sounds like a boxer for whatever yeah, reason to me. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Having no. a little punch in that lineup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the thing that I. In doing research, obviously I had never heard of him before, but he seems like kind of that modern infielder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's got that loft, the swing, the launch angle swing. Like I don't know. It's he's. It feels like a, maybe a hair bit of a, a boomer bust type kid, but not necessarily in the Ray Rivera type of way. Oh, like yeah. in a little more um, sustainable kind of way. Yeah, he's a guy that has tremendous upside and. Whether he plays third base, first base, it doesn't to me it doesn't matter. If he There's, contributes, DH him. For, yeah. You know, have to. If you know, maybe Torgelson ends up back at first base, he can play third. You yeah, know. there you go. Yeah. Anything. 
Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about is Tanner Kolhep uh, from Notre Dame. I, I was sp- I spoke to a guy that um, Drew that covers uh, the Notre Dame baseball team from around my area. Said that he has electric stuff, and the great thing about him is he has virtually no wear and tear on the arm because this past year was basically the only season that he pitched in any capacity. I'm like, give me the high upside guys that don't have much experience all day long. Yeah, and, and that's a guy that can be a starter or a reliever, and he can fill in. And again, he's another guy that you could see him. I mean, he was a swing guy. He was kind of coming out a long relief for Notre Dame, and, and the Tigers could bring him, like, um, in maybe as a reliever for maybe start him at Lakeland because Lakeland right now desperately needs pitching or even West Michigan. Um, you know, you're reaching a, a fastball at 100 miles an hour. I mean, he's got good run and sink on it. He's a guy that I think the Tigers can really – plug and play right away as well yeah which ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that uh a couple high high floor guys i would say um the kid that came out of georgia tech brant brant herder um and then the the fella from south carolina upstate jordan marks uh what can you do you know much about either of them i know that they both had really good college careers as starting pitchers kind of maybe a little bit more polished well for jordan marks jordan marks is originally from canada Oh. Um, so he, yesterday our guest talked about him a little bit, um, and how he is a kind of a, a his markup, his makeup is kind of like he's a leader guy. He's very um, kind of beyond his age a little bit. He grew up in Bright Grove, Ontario, which is like a small town um, right outside of London, and he's he was on the same team actually. Um, there was another draft pick uh, that was from Canada that was on the same team as him as well. But the Great Lakes Canadians, which is a shout out to them, and um, but yeah, he's. Added velocity, I think that is a guy that I think um, again go go down the South Carolina, or go down the can like uh, SC, or he's an ACC school, South Carolina no, SEC. Same thing with like um, Jacob Robson, better success down there. And um, but I yeah I, I definitely like his makeup. Again another slider, and all these guys have all in common high spin sliders. Um, so the seemingly the the big like you say the the theme of the night was was high spin. Uh, we took approximately a, a butt ton of pitchers. Um, was that something? Do you think we were targeting going in, or is that just how it unfolded? I think it was something to target in because you look at the system across the board. You have the likes of Ricardo Pinto. You have all a bunch of four A pitchers right now. They're filling the rules, and the Tigers don't really have. I mean, it's all about offense. Twenty nineteen was the same way. Twenty twenty, um, all offense and they didn't really address the pitching. So I think not like the angels did. I mean, the angels got, you, know, you hear about the angels yeah. 20 for 20. That's ridiculous. It's a, it's a strange move. Yeah. This is, I've never, I've never thought that would be possible, but um, I think this was on purpose by design. Um, you have dad hubs in there. Now the director of uh, pitching development kind of making his way. I, we've seen him in the ballpark a few times, Chris and I, when we've gone in minor league games, um, I think that there is a tiger way or not tiger way, but just, I think they really wanted to address the lack of depth in the system. They didn't really have a lot of depth. Which I'm, I'm comfortable with. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's something about taking guys that you can dream on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And I, I definitely think that there's a plausible, and I'm not going to say that I know every, about all these guys, but there seems like a lot of guys that it's plausible that if things come together, that there's something there. And 
you know, they didn't just get organizational filler, I don't think. One uh, one more guy I want to talk about, and this is, you know, just making it all about me, but Justice Bigby, uh, 19th round, 555th overall, saw him play in the Northwoods League, play against the Pittsbitters in the championship year, um, in the championship for, for game. Uh, for Madison, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude can play. Um you know, you never know how he's gonna fa- how he's gonna fare against you know top level pitching, but for the Northwoods League, he was as good as it gets. The the pop is real. Um, I'm I was a big fan of that of that kid. Um, and as a 19 round, you know, went to a small school. You never know exactly what'll happen. But I was I was pretty pumped to see them take him. Yeah, he was hitting near almost 400 too, and he wasn't the All Star MVP at Northwoods League. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I saw a little bit of video of him when he was in Madison, uh, playing up there, and. It's one of those things where I think, you know, you want you take a flyer on him and see what happens. But, I mean, when you're the MVP of Northwoods League, a, a, a wooden bat league like that and really good league like that, it's saying something. And going to a small school, sometimes people kind of overlook that a little bit. But, I mean, have we ever heard of the, the West Carolina Caramounts or Catamounts? No. That's okay. And you know what? The Tigers, it's it fits a theme, though, Jordan. The Tigers have gone to the Carolinas. they got Brian Packer. they yeah. got um, – Deffridge was from North Carolina State. So almost every pick fits a kind of that Tiger motif, quote unquote, of going to certain schools. I mean, even Dylan, um, is it Dylan Smith, the uh, kid out of Alabama? Um, is it Dylan, or I'm not drawing a blank on him. Yeah, Dylan Smith. Yeah, Dylan Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, spent last Tiger pitcher they, they picked was Spencer Turnbull. Turnbull, yeah. That, so, one, that one worked out okay. Yeah, that worked out okay. So, yeah, I, 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 um, I actually looked him up. Um, because I, I like this name too. Just, it's such a cool baseball sounding name too. <laughs> Justice Bigby, you know, yeah. like it's got a nice ring to it. It does. I completely agree with that. And honestly, that's two thirds to three quarters of the battle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a pitcher is going to uh, notice that you step in the box with a name like Justice Bigby. Um, two more, two more Pittsburghers. Actually, three more were uh, drafted. Not that anyone necessarily cares, but we're going to talk about the Pittsbitters. It's my podcast. Um, <laughs> so Spencer Schwellenbach, who was not not there the year I was there, but he was, I think, a second or third rounder. He's dude's a stud. Uh, but Andrew Hoffman went, I think, in the 12th round. That's a pitcher out of Illinois that I loved watching. He was Northwoods League Pitcher of the Year. Um, dude... Like fastball, curveball, changeup, slider—that all do something different. Like how many how many guys do you see that that's the case for? No, and you know Swalmak, I did a profile on Motor City Bengals, and because I know he's a he's a local case from Saginaw, and he just started pitching again mm-hmm. for Nebraska as a closer. Turns out he's quite good at it. Yeah, he's turned quite good at it, <laughs> and although he's pretty good shortstop, good twingy, very good hitter, uh, makes gets his bat through the zone pretty quickly. Do you think he's going to end up being a reliever? or? or they... I don't know. I, I think the world is his oyster, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I know it's it's extremely difficult to do it, to, to do both. But we've seen that it can happen. I don't know. I, I'd like to see them try and develop him to do both. And I, of course, say that with him not being in our system. So, you know, if it doesn't turn out that someone else's problem. Well, I mean, why not? he's going to Atlanta, and Atlanta is a pretty good system. So I think he might, he might thrive there better um, based off their development record. But honestly, that's... That was such a good pick by the Braves, and I don't know. You were right. His stuff in Northwood League hit pretty good. So yeah, yeah he's good. And the and the other one was Chad Patrick, who I think went in the eighth round from Purdue Northwest. Um, I feel like he's one of those guys that just is a gamer. Like he he touches ninety four, but dude just knows how to pitch. I think I think that's a name to watch. Like I think there's a chance he sees the big leagues. All right, so 
put a put a bow on the draft. Thank you for having knowledge and informing me. That was no that was really nice. Uh, let's move on to taking a look back at the first half of the the Tiger season. We are doing much better than I thought we were doing. Give us a, a letter grade on the first half of the year. And I know this maybe from a entertainment standpoint and from a development standpoint. Okay. Um, entertainment standpoint, I'll give it a solid B+. Plus. I mean, for a 40-win team, this Tigers team is – the other day on Sunday, um, they Jake Rogers hit the grand slam. I, I expected the Twins to be him, and they came back. And took the lead, and, you're, and the Tigers have not been out of a lot of games. And when they are, I mean, it's just based off maybe off day or, or they're about to have an off day or something like that, but they're never out of a game. Um, I, I definitely can appreciate that. Um, as far as development goes, I'm going to give them, you know, like a – I'm going to give them a B on that because Tarek Skubal keeps getting better. I mean, he's got a, a K per nine but over 10. So you're seeing that he's actually – but you also kind of step back and go, well, you like to see him go deeper in games. But, I mean, I know they're going to have an inning limit here shortly. So, But Casey Mize leads the team in war. Been a beast. I mean, he's just been out there just shoving every night. And um, I like the development of him. I like the development of also in terms of even like Jake Rogers. Yeah. I mean, Jake Rogers, and, and you, you guys talked about Jake Rogers before. I think he just needed an opportunity. Yeah, and I for think, sure. you know, I thought last year, I thought he was kind of like shoved underneath the bus. I think Ron Gardner didn't like him personally. And just like inside locker, like Doug McCavich, when he was the manager of AAA, told Chris and I he did not like him. And I think, you know, McCavich was a Ron Gardner boy. So yeah. I think that might have just. That's really interesting. Like he, yeah. Jake clearly has a big personality. Right. But it, I don't know. I wouldn't have necessarily seen it as something that a manager wouldn't like. I was seeing more as like a somebody that would be the manager's favorite. But, you know, yeah. to each their own, I suppose. Right. Um, yeah, and, I, and going back to Jake, uh, I, like you said, he, he is one of the, the developments that I just kind of didn't see coming. Like, I kind of just assumed it was, like, shuts down the running game, which is obviously a helpful tool. Right. But, I mean, he's kind of looking like a guy that can be part of the, the regular furniture, which will take it. Um, Daz, I felt like, started to come around a little bit in the first half. The, the one guy that's obviously a pretty big disappointment was Willie Castro. I pretty much anointed him my shortstop of the future. Not not super looking good now. Um, but like you say, I think there has been more quality development than development concerns. Correct. And, I mean, I look at, um, example, I mean, Brian Garcia, who's never been a K guy. He's still not a K guy. He went sent back down. I mean, even Alex Land, Lange in, in glimpses. You saw the increase in his fastball, but he just has to work on his command now. But to me, the biggest development of them all is able to see Noel Cabrera go out there and actually, in, in terms of not even a, like development standpoint, well, the development in the sense that he's actually happy. Yeah. He's actually going out there and you see the energy and something you haven't seen in a while. But um, Eric Haas has been one of those things where, you know, you wonder what he was going to do after bats. You know he's going to struggle. Is there going to be a big power bomb or is he going to strike out? And I can live with that. I can live with the Rob Deere type that can get on base and, and sh you know show a little patience because – He's been such a difference maker. And then to see him play in the outfield, he's pretty good in the outfield. He too. is pretty good in the outfield. We've had much worse out there. Yeah. <laughs> like hey, a, remember a John lot Jones? of guys. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Colley. The, the list goes on and on as far as subpar Tigers defensively everywhere. Let's, right. Let's be honest. Um, okay. Who are some of the guys that you expect to see maybe a little bit more from in the second half? Guys that either are going to get more opportunity or you think 
maybe are going to do a little bit more with their opportunity. I think I, we're going to see a lot more from Isaac Paredes. I think that they, you know him giving the call up today, and, and if Jonathan Skull gets traded, which I think he will, you're going to see Paredes at second base because he's been getting reps there all year. Um, I think he's going to step up a little more and with a consistent, consistent at bats. We saw that last year, even with like he struggled a little bit, but when he got consistent at bats, he was still hitting it for average at least. Um, another guy who I see development getting some um, some run and maybe hopefully stepping up a little bit more is Candelario. I mean, Candelario has been – he dropped off in June a little bit. He's off to a decent start in July. I think he picks it back up. And um, maybe at some point we maybe see Cody Clemens at some point too. Yeah, that'd be been, really interesting. Yeah, he's been he's been playing the outfield, so they've been trying him out everywhere, um, see what he's capable of. He's showing some pop in Toledo. Um, and from pitching-wise – I got to see whether or not Willie Peralta is going to be again. I, it's kind of an unsung, unsung hero, but they got to get innings somewhere, Jordan. And I mean, Willie might win the Cy Young. Let's let's <laughs> let's be honest here. <laughs> but yeah, just, it's, it's it's weird. It's just I'm concerned because where are you going to get innings from? You know, and it's, it's guys like him and. I don't believe Drew Hutchinson's a thing. He's not going to be, but no. But I mean, he might still get innings just out of necessity. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I get so I, I I wouldn't bring this up on a normal show because I know how much Eric hates him. What do you see out of Derek Hill right now? I see a guy who's who worked on a swing. He's worked on a swing for more power, and I see a guy who's like on the like a. I still I still see him as a fourth outfielder. I really do. I, I I hate to say it that way, but I think with a given opportunity, if he gets more at bats and regular at bats, I like to see what he can do. I know defensively he's going to bring it, but is he going to be an offensive force continuously? And the answer is, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't think so because again, you throw AAA numbers out the window yet. Um, but can he go up there and get some? You know, if he hits 250 and has 20 home runs, I'll live with that. And great, de- yeah, and great defense, yeah, absolutely, I'll live with that. Um, but that's my concern: is that can he hit on a consistent basis? For me, I still think he's a good bench player, good fourth outfielder, and I like to prove. I like him to prove me wrong. Yeah, I I completely agree. I've I feel like I always poo poo him just because Eric is always poo pooing him, but I I think there might be something there in a you know not Victor Reyes like specifically his skill set, but as a kind of fourth outfielder, occasionally help you type of outfielder. Um, but there's significantly more pop there than I was expecting, and in today's game, like that's that's honestly a problem. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about the coaching staff a little bit. We mentioned that a little bit earlier. Um, mention the energy and some of the things that you're starting to see from the veterans like Miguel Cabrera. How much of that do you put down to AJ and the staff? How much do you put down to just younger energy in the building? Like, wh- where do you divvy that out to? I divvy it out to AJ Hinch and the staff a little bit and maybe a little bit the young. I think it's a little mixture of both because <laughs> you see the situation where Hinch goes out to Casey Myers. Casey Myers is like, you better not be taking me out. He's like, all right, fine, you know, like, and. But that, that's but, a that's a big boy move too. Yeah, like definitely. And Myers was like, you know what? I respect him because he, you know, tried to take him out, and he's like, in, in, he earned AJ's trust. And it's the same thing with like, it, there's situations like that where um, things will be got out of control, and Hinch just stuck with the plan. I mean, you remember how disastrous April was? <laughs> I do recall. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then going into Houston, you know, and they they were able to turn around, and it was like a different team. But then. You hear what you know the players are saying. Like Fetter told me, you know, show me this, and they're going back and forth talking about what the impact of the coaches. The youth really does help. I mean, the Tigers are one of the youngest teams in the American League, but I think what helps the most is having a guy like Hinch, who's been there before, who's got a work can go. Hey, look. Yeah. yeah I mean, you might this. not like the way I got this per se, but I got one. He's still wearing it. Yeah, yeah. still wearing it exactly. 
Okay, so we talked about this on last week's show. Uh, Colin, and, or excuse me, Eric and, and Chris Iatt, when I was in, on vacation, they had Colin Ballister, the old Tigers po- uh, pitcher on the show. And he was talking about how if you end up at the pitching coach kind of asking for ideas, you might be in trouble, as opposed to like him kind of more being a resource to bounce things off of, which really kind of surprised me. I was, I mean, obviously everyone knows that I love Chris Fetter, and I assume that he's maybe more of an uh, active role than, than he is. You've been around a lot more minor league guys, a lot more of the system. What do you think about that? Like, are you, I don't know. It, it surprised me how min, how minimizing he was towards the positional coaches. Um, I, I think that, you know, you talk about, um, for example, I'm trying to think of Juan Nieves, who's, you know, we've heard guys say that they've influenced by Juan Nieves is uh, showing them how to grip. Um, I think for... I think it's for a pitching instructor down in the minors is to identify what pitches work for them and what what adjustments they can make. Um, and a lot of guys already come in knowing that they think they know, and then all of a sudden the guy has to come to them and go, "Hey, you know." But like, I really I think it just really depends on the organization. To be honest with you, I mean, Juan Nieves comes. The reason why he comes to mind is because I've heard minor leaguers talk about him. And uh, when Gregory Soto and Anthony Castro were down in West Michigan, I recall them saying, "No, they were." how they refer to grip and how to get things, um, especially uh, Castro slider, which has been working well for them in Toronto. And same thing, just developing kind of um, what they can do to open up a little bit. And you saw Soto's leg kick. They told him to reduce his leg kick, and that's made him a better pitcher. So I think I think they just – I think with Federer, I think he just looks at it and goes, okay, what can I do, add my notes, and then gives them suggestions. And if it works, it works. But if you see it firsthand, the Tigers have said, like all the pitchers are like, yeah, his suggestions are working, and this is what it's going to. Compared to Rick Anderson, was like, yeah, just yeah. Do, just do your thing. Yeah, and I think Rick I'll Anderson, watch you. <laughs> yeah, and I think Anderson maybe comes in the same category as what uh, Colin Bannister was referring to. Maybe that's true. Maybe that was just the pitching coaches that Colin had. Yeah, yeah. that that actually makes a lot of sense. All right. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Twitter questions, which I actually have to read this week because Eric is usually the one that reads them. I'll, I'll do my best to try and not, not mess up any of the names. Uh, first one comes from Chad Tucker. Who do you see being called up in September? Um, maybe, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a hard call. Who do you hope to see in September? How about that? I see, um, I know with the playoffs, too, I think they're expanding the playoffs to AAA, too, something like that. Um, I hope they call up, you know, guys like uh, Cody. Cody Clemens would be nice to see, just to see what they have with him. Um, 
I love to see Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, but they're going to bring them up together. You know, I yeah. think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they kind of seem like a package now, and yeah. I kind of dig that. Yeah, and, and we're talking to Greg Ganya from Erie, um, when we were talking to him a couple weeks ago, the Tigers were speaking to him about having that kind of group together. You saw that last year when they made that big announcement calling everybody up at the same time mm-hmm. with Mize and Scooble and uh, Paredes. Um, but I, outside of Clemens, um, I wouldn't mind them even seeing a guy like um, – Yario Gonzalez and see what they what he's capable of, um, and then Angel the Jesus was down in AAA right now as well. Yeah, uh, and I could see Robson finally getting a call. Yeah, well, yeah. Which I, I mean, at this point he he has performed so well down there. Not that it necessarily means anything, but I feel like he's kind of earned it with lifetime achievement. He, like he's been in system forever. Yeah. Um, if if there happens to be a forty man spot. Yeah, I could, I could see it happening. Uh, who trying to ball? Who became our favorite listener last week? Because it's an awesome Twitter name. Uh, just says no more Mazzara, um, and a, a gif of a dancing fella. Which, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much. Oh, and another one. Okay, uh, so this is uh, marry one, f one, kill one. Baseball, pizza, love life. Because <laughs> that's what I said in send your questions for baseball, pizza, and love life. That's a tough one. Oof. Well, I know uh, Jake, Jake, uh, friend of the show, Jake. Um... <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was, yeah, that was his question. Yeah, that was yeah. His, yeah. So Bose um, knows baseball. Let's see here. Um, pizza, baseball, and love life. You said pizza, baseball, love life. Um. <laughs> All right. Um. I'm gonna acquire. Well, I mean, I, I love oh it. yeah, sorry. He yeah he he phrased it um, acquire one, trade one away, DFA one. Ah, okay, <laughs> all right. I like that. Um, I would go trade away one pizza because pizza's always everybody's uh, objective or have their own flavor of uh, pizza. Um, DFA one. Now, baseball life? You talking mm-hmm. about, like, the road and all that stuff? Sure. All right. If he's talking, like, what we were doing a couple months ago, or last month, where we were going to the minor league games and sitting in cramped seats and being on the run the whole time, and, yeah, I'll DFA that one. Acquire one, love life. Because I love my wife, so. Aw, that's nice. All right. Last one uh, comes from our, our buddy Jacob Skronik. What is your first baseball memory and follow-up? What is your first memory of a major news event? Oh, that's a good question. And that usually the, 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 my fa- the memory one we usually ask on our podcast. And um, my earliest baseball memory was Tigers and Royals. It was 1986 or 87. I can't remember the exact year, but it was when Bo Jackson was with the Royals. And it was the first time I ever had hot chocolate. Oh. And I didn't know that you could you drink hot chocolate like you would like milk. And I burned my tongue. And I remember... But it was cool because it was my first time ever going to Tiger Stadium, and we got bleachers seats, and the floor was sticky, and it was it was such an experience because I just remember my dad like um, he got us a subscription to Detroit News, and I was reading the box scores, and I collect I started collecting box scores at the time, and um, I didn't really it's just it was such a cool memory. Um, my brother, my all of us went, and it was. Really cool. And what was the other question? I'm sorry. Uh, first major news event you remember. Oh, first news room. Oh, that would be the um, Challenger, the shuttle, or the Voyager um, crash in 1986. I remember that because we're in school. I was in 
I think it was in the first, or I was in kindergarten. Or kindergarten. I remember coming home and they were talking about that in the news. So yeah, it was, it was a pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, my first baseball memory is also at Tiger Stadium. I was there like five or six games before the end. So they had like they were tearing down the like countdown. Yeah. I want to say Robert Fick hit a walk off homer, something like Grand that. Slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, after the game. I went down in the field and ran the bases as like a, I don't know, oh, whatever, man. five, six-year-old. I remember uh, getting, you know, the little film containers yeah, yeah, full yeah. of dirt from the field, which is actually still in my Equinox right now, oh, awesome. um, just because that's where I store it, not because I want to carry it with me or whatever, because <laughs> <laughs> it somehow landed there and has never left. Um, and my first big news memory was 9-11. Like that, I don't, honestly, I don't really remember much of life before 9-11. And then we got cell phones, and you know the world changed. Yeah. Um, also, you're you're a big hat guy. I want to ask you, favorite Tigers hat that you own, and favorite overall hat that you own. Well, first and foremost, thank you for the hat that you got me from South Bend, the um, the Billy Goat in Spanish, which is I got this uh, pulled up <laughs> in Spa- uh, pronunciation, Los uh, Cabarotos Malachetos. Yeah. I'm, I speak Spanish, but it's like one of those words that I don't really use very often. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> you don't use cursed billy goats very yeah, often. Yeah, no, I don't use cursed billy goats at all. Um, <laughs> my favorite tiger hat, I must say, is um, from the Hat Club. Hat Club. Hat I Club. Did, I've never met another Hat Club guy. Oh, dude. Oh, no. It's the so it's the old school Tigers logo from the '50s with just a tiger, and it's got the spring training 2021. That's sweet. It's a really sweet hat. Um, I really like it because it's just, it just makes us old and the new. Mm, yeah. The orange away is still, it's up there, but I really like this hat a lot. It's just every time I wear it, people ask me about it, and I, I really like it. Um, my favorite non-Tiger hat, that's easy. That's my uh, blue Montreal Expos hat. Oh, that's cool. Um, I like the, the tricolor one, too, because I have five Expo hats because I have a problem apparently. Um, <laughs> my wife would say. Um, my wife would say that yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> and that, um, and then it's tied. And their team is no longer around. The Eugene Emeralds. The mm, yeah, the color. like Sasquatch yeah, one. Yeah, that's a sweet hat because how often you get a green and black hat that looks really good? That's not an A's hat because every A's hat that does that black and gold thing looks kind of weird. Yeah. But that, like, you know, Sasquatch with the foot coming down. That's a sweet hat. So that is a sweet hat. What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all-time favorites, Moot's Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me. I don't play when it comes to pizza, and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gamelli Pasta, and that Chocolate Lava Cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. Well, Roger, thank you so much for joining me on the show. It was really fun to get you out here. Thanks for coming down to downtown Detroit a, a second time. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain. And Raj, you are on Twitter at Rajcast Baseball. Do you have an Instagram? I can't remember. Um, yeah, I do. Um, it's uh, Cubano Tigre. Fair enough. Uh, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network.
Find more shows at alpadogagency.com slash podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.